This episode of the Alex Speaks podcast is sponsored by Dr. Flo Jean Kofer, who reminds you that tickets for, are on sale for the 11th Annual Exceptional Women of Color Expo and awards on Saturday, October 19th at the, the Mondavi Center. The keynote and performance guest is phenomenal actor, singer, and author Jennifer Lewis, known to us as the mother of Black Hollywood and the current co-star of ABC's Blackish. Visit hewalkawards.com for more information. The next installment of My Brother's Keeper Trauma Healing and Learning Series will be held on Wednesday, October 16th from at the California Endowment in Sacramento. The series focuses on the intersection of race, racism, and health. This session will focus on children and health, featuring Dr. Tiffany Johnson, a pediatrician in emergency medicine at UC Davis. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash MBK Heels. And now on to the episode. Welcome to Alex Speaks, the number one rated interview podcast in Sacramento by an 11 year old. Each week, Alex brings you insight, advice, and wisdom from Capital City community leaders and his mom. And now, the host of Alex Speaks, Alex Grievous. Sacramento. We took a short break from the podcast because I've been kind of busy. My book release party went very well. We had a lot of fun. I read my book and did a Q&A with my uncle. Thank you to everyone who came to the party. My friends and family were there and there were even people that I didn't even know who they were. So thank you for that. All the books sold out, but if you want to pre-purchase just a book you you can pre-order awesomely or Aaron at my new website site www.alexgrievous.com and for $20 you can get your own copy I started some new things in school math is getting harder and harder by the day <laughs> I started debate which is early in the morning and now my sc- my sleep schedule is ruined <laughs> and I am looking for new guests for the podcast every day Today, I have a, a new guest that I'll introduce soon. As always, I start the episode with a joke, and I ask my guests to bring a joke. My joke is, what, why did the toilet... Wait, what did the toilet say to the other toilet? Mm. You look a bit flushed. <laughs> well played, well played. Mr. Ryan, what is your joke? My joke is, how do you get an elephant out of a Safeway bag? How? Well, it doesn't fit, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta take the S out of safe and the F out of way. Hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so, take the S out of safe and the F out of way. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today's guest is Ryan McClinton. He was born and raised in the Valley High neighborhood of Sacramento. 
Ryan has worked for years to transform Sacramento communities impacted by racial and economic inequity. Mm-hmm. Since 2017, he has worked as a community organizer with Sacramento Act. Did I say that? Yes, sir. Focusing on criminal justice reform and reinvestment in communities. Ryan's work brings together his faith values with a deep love of developing community leaders. His work focuses on increasing the power of the local people to design solutions to the challenges they face while changing systems and policies to help their community thrive. Ryan's recent work has included working on issues of police accountability and transparency, ending mass incarceration incarceration Mm -hmm. of black and brown people and investing in re-entry and prevention to reduce recidivism. Did I say that? Yes, sir. Okay. As the landscape of social and criminal justice evolves in Sacramento, Ryan is committed to ensuring community representation and voices at the table where decisions are made on policies that impact their lives. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Thank you, sir. Honored to be here and uh, thankful to be invited to your podcast. I'm Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. Ready? Yes, sir. So you do a lot of social activism work, but what what is your definition of a social activist? A social activist to me is someone who recognizes what's going on in their community and their environment overall and, deci- and recognizes what the gaps or the disparities or the problems are and then does work to bridge those gaps or fill in with solutions, mm-hmm. taking an active role in doing so. So you and I have talked about graphic novels, so mm-hmm. what what is your favorite one and why? <sighs> Graphic novels, I might not have as much of one, but my favorite graphic comic book series, of course, has always been Marvel series of X-Men. That's just, that's where I first learned coloring, but it's also where my mind got to go free with different characters, like Wolverine always being a favorite, and Nightcrawler, because he can teleport anywhere at any time he needs to. So, best power period to me. My favorite, well, my favorite comic book, it's not really a series, but like, my favorite like comic book event, if you could say, it was Civil War. Mm, well, Civil was... War one and two. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Um, because it's it's a really interesting story. Cause like it, because like there's two good guys like fighting against each other, mm-hmm. and like with different teams of like different abilities, like and then there's like a bunch of crazy stuff that happens in between, like. And two, there was, like, this guy who could, like, see visions, and, like, he saw Miles, like, killing Cap, and then, like, in the first one, it was, like, Peter revealing his identity as Spider-Man to the world, but then, like, somebody killed, like, Kingpin killed Aunt May, Mm -hmm. and so, like, he had to make a deal with a demon to, like, to, like, make Aunt May, like, like, undead, or not, like, zombie, like, but, like, to bring her back and like, but like he had to end her his marriage with Mary Jane, so. Yeah, yeah. Civil War is always interesting like that, and ironically you see some of that in in community work and social activism work. Yeah. So sometimes it, the role I get to play <laughs> balances out how to stop that war from happening and figure out how do we come back to the same table. Yeah. So my parents have raised me to advocate for myself and others. Who inspired you to advocate for others? Mm. 
That is a really good question. I think my biggest inspiration in that regard would probably be my father. My dad was was very big on taking care of other folks, helping out of other people, but eventually he moved into a place of, well, how do I get people to fight for themselves? Um, he actually um, became a union rep for his job. He worked for the state for a number of years, and towards the end of his career, he really took pride in being the voice for others, but making sure that others felt their own power within their rights and um, civil liberties as employees of the state. So I think he did a he was a big influence on me deciding to recognize that there's maybe something I can give to folks to advocate for themselves too. So I can imagine that being a social activist can be many hours. So what does a normal work day look like for you? Ah! I'm in the <laughs> middle of one right now. I'm just <laughs> it honestly is a a it feels like it could be 24/7, but I try to make sure that it's not. Um, usually my days can go anywhere from 8 to 14 hours, um, meeting with 10 to 15 people in various degrees, be it on the phone or in person, or even hosting a big meeting, um, where actually your dad's been able to come to a couple of them in the past. But um, those, along with doing, you know, emails and responding to people, makes it for a pretty long day. But I do have a lot of fun doing it, too, because I get to meet some really cool people. So... Besides working for our community, what do you, what are some things that to do that you like to do to relax and have fun? Generally, it is making a lot of jokes with good friends. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes uh, a lot of the people that we work with, they, we work in very heavy, stressful positions and roles that we fill out. So when we anytime we can break away and just laugh and enjoy life, that's usually a really good time. Otherwise, I like to get by the water, be it on the beach or going hiking and getting by a lake, but somewhere I can really just get away from things and calm down. So, Do you play video games? Of course. <laughs> of course. What games do you like? My favorites, of course, are Madden. Can't go wrong with Madden. NBA 2K. And then I'm still kind of an old gamer in, in terms of liking Halo. It, it's just a fun game for me. I don't know. Sometimes I like to get into Halo a little bit. But Xbox One is my console of choice. What about you? What um, are your games? Nintendo Switch. I mostly play, right now. I'm playing um, mostly Smash, Celeste, and Splatoon Two. Mm, okay, okay, I see. <laughs> so, what is your favorite thing about work, and and what is your least favorite thing about work? Uh, I think my favorite thing about work is getting to see the gifts <clears throat> of other people. So I get to really, like you said, bring people up to advocate for themselves. And half the time, it's really just listening to somebody and seeing what's special about them and then seeing how it kind of infects or affects the people around them. And that, that light that goes into people is probably the best thing. The worst part, and usually it's probably the heaviest thing, is you know having to, to spend, having to see a mother go through the pain of losing a child or you know be it to jail or some of the gun violence work. Mm -hmm. um, just recognizing the pain of the community, really, and kind of having to sit with that sometimes. It's a really hard thing to sit in because you know it's people hurting and you never want to see people hurt yeah so i'm concerned about the homelessness in our community and it makes me like really sad because like i don't like seeing people just like being on the street mm -hmm. like cold and like they don't have anything to eat mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. no protection at all and like they they just have to like sleep there and like starve and be cold or like in summer like be hot yes. and stuff and like when there's like especially when it's raining mm -hmm. it's like that makes it even more cold mm -hmm. and it's fucking wet mm. yeah and then like they have to move around soaking 
And, like, that's why I like homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. It's like they make you, like, they make them to basically have a home mm-hmm. if, the, like, so that they can find, like, a job and then, like, they can actually, like, live somewhere. Yeah, good luck. So what... What can our community do to fix this this and find homeless places mm-hmm. homeless places to live? I think the first thing that our community has to get better about is recognizing mm-hmm. that homeless people are human beings just like you and I. They're mm-hmm. not some other group that is less than or worse than. And then the second thing is when you see that, it's, well, how would you want to be taken care of? Mm-hmm. What would um, a sustainable home look like if it's, being in a shelter, well, how long do I want to be in a shelter and have services that get me into my own house versus somewhere where I have to share mm-hmm. living space with everybody? And I think, you know, it's a really complex complex problem, but I think when we start recognizing the humanity of each, each person and looking at what are real solutions that help us move forward as if we were in that same position, I think then we'll start to unearth some of the real solutions we need to get to. Mm-hmm. So, so partly shelters, partly finding low-income homes, but if you don't have any money, you can't buy a home. Okay, so what is recidivism? Recidivism, that's when if you've been um, in jail or incarcerated at some point, um, that once you get released from jail, you usually have probation and um, some type of parole that keeps up with you. Recidivism is when you actually get arrested and go back to jail. So it's how you, it's a cycle that we look at of how people come out of jail and go back into jail. And we work to stop that as much as possible because we want to keep people home driving and being a part of community versus putting them in jails and locking them away. So what is SAC Act? SAC Act stands for Sacramento Area Congregations Together, and it's a faith-based organizing institution where we work with congregations of different faiths uh, from different parts of the community to organize on issues that impact um, those in our communities and homes. Mm-hmm. So we need more people to take to care about the community. So what would you say to someone who wants to be involved in helping others? I think it's it's asking yourself the question, what hurts me about my community? Mm-hmm. So as you kind of mentioned the homelessness, right? That's mm-hmm. something that really bothers you. Then looking at who are folks working on homeless areas. I mean, Sacramento Act, we have a homelessness and a housing uh, committee or team that comes together to meet and work on those issues. Um, if it's something like you're worried about getting around town, that's a transportation issue. So who are folks working on buses and whatnot? If it's criminal justice and you're tired of seeing people being arrested for small offenses or being criminalized for being homeless, tapping with us at uh, SAC Act and our uh, Live Free community, Committee where we work on how do we change policies and make sure that people aren't being unjustly arrested and incarcerated. And usually it's not just our organization. There's tons of organizations in Sacramento. Sometimes it's as easy as Googling, you know, who's working on homeless issues mm-hmm. or uh, criminal justice or incarceration. But that's probably some of the best ways to get tied into something. So Dr. Flo was a guest on my mm-hmm. um, show. The like, incredible Dr. Flo. Like two months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And she does community activism. I asked her if she wanted to be the mayor of Sacramento, Would you, <laughs> but would you want to be the mayor? I would not want to be the mayor because I think someone like Dr. Flo Kofer is an amazing mayor and somebody that we definitely need to push. She's probably going to hate that I'm being this honest about it, (laughs) but I will tell you 100% that I support community members and folks who really care deeply about issues that impact us and look at it from our lens, being in office to do so. Mm -hmm. So I feel like somebody like Flo, 
amazingly skilled and talented to be an elected official. And somebody like me can help from the commission side or, you know, staffing or anything along those lines. But, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be good for me. I, I, I tend to rub people the wrong way sometimes. But Foe's really good at maneuvering in those spaces. So what were you like as a sixth grader? Oh, man, I was terrible. <laughs> I, was a, I, was, I was terrible. My teacher actually used to call me her little Jamie Foxx because <laughs> at that time, Jamie Foxx show was on. And I loved imitating him and being a class clown. Now, I was decent in terms of getting my schoolwork done and homework done, but I definitely mm-hmm. loved to make people laugh. So I goofed off probably too much in class. But it also was where I found out what I really wanted to do in life, and that was becoming an entrepreneur because I had a black teacher, mm-hmm. black female teacher, the first one I ever had, and gave me a lesson that I only had taught by a black female teacher. So. So, if you couldn't tell your 11-year-old self anything, what would you say? Definitely do everything you can to become an entrepreneur, because Mm -hmm. that's what fulfills Mm -hmm. you more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And also, stop talking in class. (laughs) So, I'm going to ask you 10 quick questions. Uh Are you ready? Nope. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Favorite color? Blue. Favorite cartoon? Uh, X-Men. Favorite ice cream? Mm, chocolate vanilla squares. Oh, wait, um, is your favorite cartoon the 1994 one? Yes! Oh, <laughs> man, you, this is why I like you, Alex, but we'll, we'll talk about that more at another point. Um, the real X-Men. First car? Oh, a 1990 Buick. First job? Sam, get, well, wait, legal or, I'm just kidding, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, Sam Goody Music Store. <laughs> um... For favorite place for vacation? Oh, anywhere where there's a beach. Usually it's been the Caribbean, but anywhere where there's a beach and not bad weather. Um, favorite book? The Giver. Yeah. Favorite restaurant? Mm, to be continued. No. Um, <laughs> in Sacramento, I'd say El Super Taco. Because, yeah, there's just next bad. So, um, favorite toy as a child? That would be my Wolverine action figure. Yeah. Um, favorite musician? Oh, favorite musician? Or like music artist? <sighs> Outcast as a group. As a singer, I'd have to say music, soul child. Okay, so thank you, Miss Ryan. I mean, Miss. Mr. Oh my um, God. See? <laughs> Great episode up until this point, Alex. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can do this again. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Mr. Ryan, (laughs) for being on my show, for being a guest on my show. (laughs) I appreciate all of the work you do for our community. Do you have any announcements? Um, The biggest announcements I have is that everybody needs to tune into the Alex podcast because the Alex Speaks podcast because this is honestly a great, great show that you have. And I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, additionally to that, community-wise, check out Safe Black Space for folks who um, are from the African diaspora and want a space to really feel like we can have a home and unpack everything that we're going through. Um, make sure that you're paying attention to the bills coming across, 1482 for housing and then the homelessness issues. Um, and make sure that you're tapping into your local government because there's a lot of things that you have a voice to say that we need you to be there for. And that's probably the best I can sum it up with. Thank you. So how would you like to end this show? With telling you the rest of that joke that you uh, didn't quite get yet. <laughs> so, when you write out the letters, safe and way, 
There is no F in the word way. How do you spell way? Um, W-A-Y. Okay, so there's no... <laughs> so if I say this, take out the F out of way, there's... Safe way. Way, safe way. <laughs> there's no F in way. Get, can't get oh. out of bed because there's no F in way. Oh. <laughs> and that's a joke, but yes. <laughs> um. So if you want a suggestion for the podcast... Uh, or want to ask questions about me or the podcast, go to Al- my email, alexgreviaspeaks at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Alright, fine. Let's hear about X-Men. My editor wants me to... You to talk about X Men. <laughs> so, why did you ask the question of the '94 version or the current one? I, I like the '90. I like the like Fox Kids, like mm-hmm. the Fox Kids Marvel cartoons. Mm-hmm. I watched the Spider Man one mostly. Yes. Spider Man was a really good one too. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the '94 version just felt a lot more like the comic books, and they kept the stories a lot more authentic. I couldn't tell you about the new versions. I'm not really a big fan of them, but. <laughs> X-Men, always my favorite. Who's your favorite mutant? My favorite mutant? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't, like, I don't, well, I don't read a lot of it, but, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I, I watched some of the X-Men. Like, I don't like, like, their movies, but, like, I, I always, like, like, I respect the comic books. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know which fa- my favorite mutant is, but... Does Deadpool count as one? I'd count him, because he's in Marvel. Yeah. He's in the universe. So, so either it's probably Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And why Deadpool? He's funny. <laughs> yes. Dead, Deadpool is hilarious. I can't watch his movies yet, but I I watched like a, one Spider-Man episode, and he's really funny. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What do you think about the fan theory that Storm mm-hmm. was T'Chaka's wife mm-hmm. and is T'Challa's mom, and that's why there's no X Men in um, in the, what is it in the Infinity Infin- the Avengers yes. universe? So I personally was a little shocked when they did Black Panther and they didn't acknowledge Storm's relationship. With, um, because they didn't so. own Fox. Well, I mean, they didn't own Fox yet before they owned the movie. The they did the movie because because they bought Fox like at the end of last year, mm. I think, for like seventy one mil- billion dollars or something. Sheesh. And like they bought <sighs> and they bought the entirety of like Fox's like rights. So like it goes to like Marvel's assets to like the Simpsons and stuff. Oh, wow. Like, I think they're putting Simpsons on, like, Disney+, Plus, but, like, I think the, like, the X-Men are going to join the MCU, mm. and I'm really sad that um, Spider-Man's not part of the MCU, but Apple, I heard, is is trying to buy Sony, mm. and they're and if they buy it, they're going to give Spider-Man back for free to the MCU. That would be you. big. That would be big. I feel like there's a lot that's taken away from the fans because yeah. of those purchases, and that's that's probably my answer to the... To the fan theory of of that being the case because from what I understood T'Challa was supposed to be her son but or at least was was yes because of her whole tie to the tribe before she came um, west so to speak 
So I'm a little dis- disappointed by it. I hate not seeing the tie in there. I do see that um, owners of these brands, Marvel, Sony, Fox, what have you, have all been distorting storylines for us fans, and I have a problem with it. But that being said, I hope at some point I can at least get another comic book version that goes into it, though. That's my hope. Now, mm-hmm. if you were going to be a superhero activist, what would your superpower be? Spidey. Uh, Spidey. Ant-Man or Spidey. So, we've had this discussion to a degree before, and this is why I have to go with my guy, Nightcrawler. Teleportation is pretty, though. Okay. I feel like I can get anywhere at any point in time, in and out, be flying on the wall if I need to, what have you. It's a really hard one to overcome because... I mean, I can literally get anywhere at any time, instantaneously. Who's, oh, who's your favorite um, MCU character? My <sighs> uncle, Uncle Lamar's um, is Iron Man. Really? Yeah, he likes Iron Man. Huh? I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. That <laughs> is an interesting one. Um, My favorites. Um, who do you got? Sp- of course, Spidey and then Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant Man's funny. <laughs> Amen's funny. Uh, MCU. Gosh. Who's okay. my guy? <laughs> I, I'm a big Thor fan. You know, God of Lightning. But if I gotta go with an Earth MCU character, then it's gonna be Hulk. Just I love Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Doctor Strange is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Doc- I think he's awesome and he makes hard decisions. And- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dad also likes Professor Hulk for some reason. Well, Professor Hulk is the best of both worlds. He's, he's smart and mm-hmm. super He put the strong. brains and the yes. bronze together. Exactly. He, he <laughs> runs through... And I can, I include Professor Hulk in the Hulk being of, of everything. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just... He's a, he's a version of himself. So I am a fan of that too because now you... Like you said, you get the best of both worlds. And you don't have Hulk that just rages on everybody too. Right. I do wonder though, is he as strong as... Hulk in his pure form, though. Because I feel like there's a little bit that's taken away from that. Well, at least in the movies, I feel like some is taken away from there because mm-hmm. um, Banner is more mild-mannered. So mm-hmm. I think it's the, he's missing the extra strength from... That rage. Rage, piece. yeah. Yeah. I can see that because the original comic book version was the matter Hulk got, the stronger he got, too. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, the, yeah, and... I think in one of them, he, like, lifted Mjolnir. Because, like, Mjolnir in the comics is based on weight, but in the movies it's based on worthiness. Mm-hmm. But in the comics it's based on weight, and, like, it's super heavy. But, like, like he got, like, matter and matter, and then, like, when he picked up Mjolnir, it, like, mm-hmm. went to him. Took over that strength of it. But, hmm. Who's your second favorite? Well, you said Ant-Man. Why Ant-Man? Um... Well, he's funny, and his superpower is really cool. He's kind of smart. <laughs> Not as smart as Hank Pym. <laughs> like, he's smart. Um, he's really witty. He, yeah, he's really witty. Mm. He, and, like, there's some scenes that, that he's included in that I really like, like that taco scene. Mm. Where, like, he literally, like, like War Machine blasts it out of his hands, and then, like, Rocket literally walks by in, like, Nebula, mm-hmm. and then, like, Professor Hulk, like, grabs it out out of his bag and gives him another one. Yes. That was, <laughs> that was good. Like, here you go, little buddy. 
And it was so funny because it's all tiny to professional hug, but it's like this huge taco for him. That's I, I like moments like that. <laughs> Any other movies you're waiting for for the MCU? Um, waiting for? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for mostly Black Widow right now. And then there's... If Spider-Man goes back, Spider-Man 3, cause it, because Far From Home... Left off on a cliffhanger. I'm not gonna say anything because he hasn't watched it. Uh, but doesn't matter. You can spoil it, but I'd still watch it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Can't do it. I'm like, too nice to do it. That's integrity of, of a fan. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, Black Panther two. I'm waiting yes. for Thor. Well, Thor the fourth Thor, and then Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, from Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I hadn't heard about that. I didn't either. I'll watch that. I think we just got an exclusive. Mm -hmm. I think we got an exclusive on the Alex Speaks podcast. Mm -hmm. And and now I'm like tempted to go into my phone and find out why I haven't heard about this movie yet. Well, it's like one of the phase, like, it's one of the phase four, like they announced it at like the D23 Expo. Nice. I've heard about the Expo because that's when I first heard Black Panther was coming four years before it came. Because they did, it was, Civil War was announced, Black Panther, and I think it was Iron Man 3 at that time, or 2? No, it was, well, if Civil War was announced, it would be, like, that one. Well, Civil War, I think it would be Spider, the Spider-Man ones, like, it would get more attention. Um, It would, and then it would be, like, yeah, it would be, like, Black Panther, Infinity War, and then... Mm-hmm. Others. Good stuff. What? Alright, well, I'll see you guys later. Nice. (laughs) And we're done. I like it.